0: You're listening to the Jack Skilly Show, brought to you by Hammer Media. On Season 1, we're looking at youth development. You can learn more at hmmrmedia.com. Here's your host, professional hockey player, Jack Skilly. right, hey everybody. Welcome
1: to Episode 1 of the Jack Skilly Show. We've decided to start this show to help parents, athletes, coaches receive better information and understand the game a little bit more, understand development a little bit more, um, just attain a whole a, a better clarity and what it takes to become a pro athlete, how to help your athlete achieve their, their own goals, how to support the athlete along the way in positive and negative environments to look out for. Um, we also want to help explain what it's like to be a professional, how the pros handle the pressure of success, how they maintain their positions and continue to excel. We just want to provide information to athletes and parents about what coaches are looking for at all levels or what they should be looking for. How to manage a negative coaching or development program environment in a positive way, and to help me with this um, podcast, um, a good friend of mine or has become a good friend of mine over the last year. Uh, Martin Bingerser, uh, the hammer thrower, um, and, uh, tax tax attorney, um, you know, uh, production runs a media company, um, uh, HammerMedia dot com, a man of uh, many talents, many gifts, um, helps out a lot of people um
0: and and I'm, I'm fortunate to have him on the show with me um martin uh, why don't you say hello yeah thanks for thanks for helping um thanks for introducing me and thanks for having me be part of this because when we were first talking about this back at the end of the end of 2019 it sounded like okay this is you know these are some good ideas and i don't hear a whole lot out there on this topic so uh, i'm glad i can help contribute to it and uh, bring a different perspective hopefully
1: yeah thanks martin and uh you know what's what's really cool about this um this idea is, you know, based off of my playing background, I've met so many different people, uh, that, that, you know, love the game of hockey, but also love to give back to the community. So, uh, one of those people is Jonathan Taze. We we've already pre-recorded the show, but he's going to be on the next episode. And, um, you know, I got a good friend of mine, uh, from, from when I was 15, 16 years old, Jack Johnson plays for the Pitt- Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, solid defenseman. Um, you know, right now he's, they're, they're all sitting out at home right now during the coronavirus stuff. Uh, so they got nothing but time on their hands. So they've, they've been wanting to find ways to give back to the community as well. So, and it's just going to keep expanding. Um, as this podcast grows, we're going to have, uh, coaches. Uh, current hockey players, um, possibly other athletes from other sports, um, or retired athletes from other sports, um, giving us insight and what a, what their journey was like. So um, I think it it goes without saying. Um, I'm pretty excited about um,
0: where this podcast can go and and just getting the right information to all the parents. Yeah, definitely. And just to give people an update too on what, what you're at right now i mean you, you've got you know over a decade of experience in the nhl you, you're NCAA champion back at university of wisconsin you've you played at hockey at, at different levels around the world and um you know you're also you're still playing too so uh, out in germany right yeah yeah it's uh i took a ton
1: of hiatus from the sport um just uh, for whatever reason heart wasn't in the game and decided to coach and he got, got kind of hooked into the youth development programs out here in park city utah where i where i'm going to be spending my off seasons now um so the last 10 months been doing that and i i kind of grew a passion to help these young kids and young athletes so then an opportunity came to, to play in Germany out of nowhere. Uh, kind of a Michael Jordan experience, except for the I'm not Michael Jordan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just got, got a chance to go back and, and play the game, see if I still loved it. And it worked out. So, yep, signed a two-year extension. I'm going back to Germany. But um, I still think that in my free time, this is a good good thing to be doing. Um, a lot of parents still have a lot of questions for me here, at least locally in Utah, um, that I can't answer all at once, uh, except for if I have, you know, create a podcast for them to listen to. So, um, that's kind of the reason for this. And, and Martin, why don't you, um, kind of share a little bit more of, of your background as well. So people can kind of, you know, have a little bit of clarity, um, for, on you. So you're a hammer thrower. Uh, can you speak into your career as a hammer thrower, where that began, um, where you're at today, what you're doing today, and, you know, strength and conditioning coach as well,
0: um, uh, along with all the other talents and gifts that you have? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, the short version is uh, my athletic background was mainly, I mean, I, I played a ton of sports growing up, and we'll talk about that later, but um, the main sport I focused on most of my career was track and field, and then within that, the hammer throw. Uh, I went to University of Washington, was an All-American there. Um, uh, my, my family's Swiss, and so I've competed for the Swiss national team for, uh, since 2008 uh won 10 swiss titles uh, was on the national team many times at the european championships so competed at a not at, never at the olympics but at a, at a pretty high level and uh, at, at the same time i mean hammer throwing is not a professional sport unless you're really an olympic champion so uh, on the side I, I went to law school uh, studied as a lawyer uh, have worked part-time for the past decade, as a lawyer, to help fund my addiction to sports and coaching and everything like that. So the last couple of years, I've reduced my own own training and really focused a lot more on the coaching side. Both as a uh, I'm, I'm national coach in Switzerland here for the hammer throw, but I, I do a lot of strength conditioning coach, coaching for athletes in, in various sports. And as you mentioned, I've got the my webpage Hammer Media. It's spelled H M M R Media. Uh, help help putting this podcast out, but we we have probably 25 different coaches contributing to talk about training coaching the art of coaching strength conditioning a whole bunch of topics up there so i'm trying to put together resources because i i mean i love learning and i love learning from other sports Uh, i think that that, that's where you get these breakthroughs is when you see what other people are doing in other contexts and try and take it back to your own sport
1: that's really cool listening you know this this martin martin has a great background of of knowledge within the sport, um, how to be an athlete, um, but also how to coach and, and develop athletes. He's, he's living it. He's breathing it out over there in Switzerland. So, um, in my opinion, when I talk to people like Martin, um, it's a chance for me, it's an opportunity as an athlete to learn as well. So again, Martin, I'm, I'm super thankful to have you on the show and, and, um, help me along with it and, and guide yeah. it and, and keep it somewhat organized. Yeah. So, um, But why don't we start with our first kind of discussion topic? I kind of wrote down Um, the end goal. I wrote down it was so. So you know, these kids have decided they want to be a pro. Um, You know, I think the the question that you know you you raised right away was why, you know, and and I think that's a it's a super important question to ask yourself either as a young athlete or your parent needs to ask your kid or um the parent needs to ask themselves like why you know why am I supporting this or what is this all about, especially for the athlete themselves. Why are they embarking on this journey? What is the motivation? Um and is the motivation coming from the child or the parent? And I think these are all super important questions um to start. And I think any any journey, any uh thing, any topic always starts with a decision. So I remember when I was thirteen I told my dad, we're driving somewhere, probably some from some hockey camp or tryout somewhere, and I looked at him and I said, Dad, uh, I want to be a prof- professional hockey player. And he looked at me and he said, okay. And it was like, that was, I remember it was a definitive moment in my career where I decided that's what I'm going to do. I dropped everything else at that point, but I had played a bunch of sports um, prior to that. So um did you kind of have a definitive moment like that martin and um do you agree with that like a decision needs to be made and and the question why needs to be answered
0: yeah i don't i don't know if it needs to be one clear decision but at some point you need to go all in and you know the decision doesn't necessarily need to be i want to be a professional or i want to be in the nhl or in my case i want to be an olympian it just needs for me the decision was more i want to be the best i can be and Whether that takes me to be an Olympic champion, whether that takes me to be you know, my, my high school conference champion or whatever that is, um, you need to give it your all and, and you need to make sure you have that passion. Uh, that's, a, that's, I think, a word that's going to come up nearly every episode here is that passion because it, it, a lot of it comes back to that. I mean, for me, again, I played lots of sports and even in track and field, I started out doing shot put and discus and uh, when I was maybe 17 years old, I... I had an encounter with uh, the last American to win a gold medal in the hammer throw, and America's a big country, but we haven't won a gold medal since 1956, and Harold Connolly, was he was the, the Olympic champion. He was going around the country doing seminars and trying to get people motivated into doing the sport more, because it's in high school level. Some clubs do it, but it's not in most high school sports offerings, so I, I ran into him, and uh it was one of those times where it just clicked where you know i I was kind of going through the motions before that i I was playing a lot i was training a lot you wasn't very successful academically just not very focused i was doing a lot of things but not very focused and he um he he kind of inspired me to say look you know see what see what you got in there you know this is a great sport it's a wide open opportunity because there are not a whole lot of people that start at a young age so so give it your all and that um, that motivated me to to really focus that energy, and once I started to see, as soon as I started focusing, the results just shot up. That motivated me further. It was kind of you know just a cycle. The, the more I gave in the, the, to the sport, the more results I got back out, and then that motivated me to keep giving back and giving back and giving back. So it, it was kind of a distinct point, and that was, I mean, athletically, but also just um, academically, that motivated me because I needed to. Get good grades and be motivated academically. If I was going to keep going, I mean, there's no minor league path in track and field. You have to go to college. So that got my button gear for school. It got my button gear just for for general motivation in life. So that that was yeah, it was really a turning point. That's that's really cool because I mean that's that's a story of a lot of
1: athletes. Um, we the goal the, the end goal is to make it right it's to be a professional it's to make money doing what you love um but you make a great point is it's not just about making a definitive decision it's about the decision needs to be more than just i want to be a pro it means to be kind of i'm going to give this my best effort all the time and i'm going to give it the best chance to be successful and if it isn't then I'm going to land somewhere and and be successful wherever, wherever else I go. And I think that's, you look at retired athletes or athletes that, um, didn't make it to the pro ranks, but they still went in a different job Avenue and they, they are excelling because of all the things that they learned in sport, the passion that you talked about, that they learned about in sport. If you're going to do something, do it well and do it with your best effort. And, um, I think you're, you're spot on. I think that's kind of the important thing that parents that, and people that are, and athletes that are listening to this, it's like, there's a 1% chance that you are going to make it to the top level of whatever sport you're playing in, maybe even less than some sports, you know, you have to, you have to learn, um, you you have to understand that whatever effort you give today, um, it's going to make you better. It's going to make you more well-rounded individual. It's probably going to help you learn how to focus. It's going to use skills that you take from athletics that you can that you can apply to school. There's school. There's there's skills that you learn from school and education and and grinding away um, there that you can take into sport. I mean, it's all connected. And I think um, if your end goal. And I, you know, I correct myself as well in the beginning of this, if your end goal is just to be a pro athlete because you want the fame and the glory and, um, or you want your kid to kind of live out your dream, then it's just the wrong, it's the wrong motive. I I don't think it's going to really end well and you might make it, but I mean, there's going to be some sour apples there later on down the, down the line. So I think, um, you're spot on Martin. I think it's all about, the whole it's what do you learn from your sport? What do you learn from your journey? What do you, you know, and what you should learn is good work ethic that the more you put in, like you said, the more you put in, the more you get away from it. And and then it, it should, it, that should motivate you to put even more effort in. And I mean, what does that do? I mean, I mean, look at you for you, Martin, you have your hands and you know, you get a ton of different coals in the fire as far as business wise. Um, I mean, it's clearly helped you. Sports and learning how to focus and dialing things in has clearly helped you
0: as far as business goes. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you could say... I'm a failure because I never made the Olympics. That was always, you know, the one thing in the background for me, probably the equivalent of, you know, making NHL for a hockey player. You know, I, I felt just short of that. I still got a high level, but, you know, I, I don't regret it one bit. And looking back, I, I did all I could to get there. And what happened along the way? I mean, the, the cliche is, you know, it's about the, the, the journey, not the destination. Well, you know, that journey took me around the world I got to work with some of the best coaches I got to have some great mentors Uh, you know that just fueled my passion for sport and put me in so many other different directions that now that I'm I'm done training as an athlete like uh, it's so many doors are open and so many different things I can keep pursuing that that dream in different ways so you know maybe now I'll coach an Olympian maybe now um, you know I'll have a chance to help support another generation so the, the journey's never over but um, yeah as you said you just that uh, as long as you gave it your all and you look back and have no regrets that's that's the key thing and you know the research shows over and over intrinsic motivation is is more powerful than extrinsic so if you're doing it for the money okay well what happens when you get the money what's next mm-hmm. um, but if you're doing yeah. it to get the most out of yourself there's no end point because you can always keep pushing yourself better and that's you know the next episode when we talk with jonathan that's you know key thing for for him and what he was talking about and you know, he's a captain and, you know, what he's looking for in younger players is that they're always looking to get better.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, you know, what's, what's really impressive about sports and as a whole is, is just the the values learned as a person. But when I look back at my, my career where it's taken me, like you said, or where your career took you all the people that I met I and mean, I talk to my old man um, all the time about this, like he always brings it up. It's like he, I've traveled everywhere in order to play this game. I have chased a game of hockey all around the globe. It's taken me all around the globe. I've met people, you know, from all these different cultural backgrounds. And my dad really, my old man, never really left Wisconsin. So you know he's kind of like talking to me about my experiences in Russia and learning the Russian language and taking two dollar Uber rides everywhere, or you know just my experience in Switzerland and all this stuff and 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 having to kind of figure out a way to integrate into that culture and live there for you know six six to eight months, whatever however long the season is. So. There's so many things that I've learned that I look back and I'm like, yeah, that, that's the coolest part about all of it. It's not the money, it's not um, the spotlight of playing in the NHL. It's the fact that oh my gosh, I have, I have so much world experience that I don't know if I would have ever attained it had I not played the game of hockey. Um, so I think that's what really is cool about this. If you work, just like you said, it always goes back. Goes back to if you work hard, you give it your best, you set yourself up for the best opportunity to excel in whatever sport or business or, you know, schooling that you, you're, you're going into. And that's that's the best part. And you never know, looking down the line, hindsight being 2020, you're going to look back. If you do that, you're going to look back. And you're like, man, I learned a lot along the way. And I think that's what I'm most grateful for as an athlete. Um, the people in my corner, the people that I can you know, reach out to if I, if I have a question or something that I, you know, an opportunity to learn you guys like yourself, Martin or Steve Merlin, my old trainer in Madison, um, just really, uh, really grateful for all of it. So I kind of want to shift gears here because, you know, I don't want to go too long in this first episode, but what should people be looking for in terms of opportunity and how do they, how do they, how should they manage it wisely with their money? I mean, it, I mean, it's a really broad and and tough question to answer. But is there something that maybe you can kind of speak into here, Martin? About you know, what's a good opportunity for a parent to look for for their child um, if they're if they want to become uh,
0: uh, an elite athlete? Yeah, I think we, I mean we've talked about this offline before, but one of the key things is if you're a parent looking to support your kid first step is make sure it's it's their passion that they're following and not your passion um otherwise you're just going to be throwing money down the drain and you know the youth sports are getting more and more expensive and you know if you're you're trying to push your kid into whatever sport it is because you want them to do that that's never going to end up very well (laughs) so it needs to be the kids the kid driving it to some extent i mean obviously if you know kids have whims and you you want to you know stay the course too if they just wake up one day and say i don't want to do that and you know just let them quit every instance there is but you have to make sure it's their passion driving them um and you can't teach that passion either As, as passionate as you are about it as an adult they have to find that on their own they have to really explore it and um that that comes about i think mostly by finding the right environment finding a, a fun environment finding a challenging environment for them finding you know the right coaches and, and we're going to go into this you know in, in future episodes and stuff too what is a good environment to grow um but you know trying to find the best place uh, to surround them to really challenge them but also uh, have have some fun at a young age yeah i
1: think you're right um just finding a place for them to be challenged is is, is good i think you know, looking at the the hockey atmosphere out here in Utah, it's a it's a tough state to play in as a youth athlete because, as far as a hockey player goes, because it's kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to the rest of the country um, in the sport. But um, I think what what ultimately matters at the end of the day is. Is your kid passionate on, on their own? Do they really want to get better? And if so, um, are they in the right environment that are they being challenged? Are they are they um are the coaches helping them become better players? Um, it's not about ice time, it's not about playing time. I think a lot of parents and a lot of um across the country and the world, um, a lot of kids too wanna be the best player on the team and they want to play the most ice time. And if you play the most, then you're the best player and vice, whatever. Um, I think they kind of get. Uh, a little bit ahead of themselves and, and they lose sight of the fact that no it's about development so i've had parents as a coach come up to me and i want my kid to play more or um you know complaining about the the place that they're playing and their kids aren't playing enough and it's it's like well you know uh your kid's 12 you know or your kid's 10 years old let's let's kind of scale it back is your kid having it, it, does he have an opportunity to become better um is he is he growing? Is he having fun? If he's not having fun, if he's not getting better, then I would say the organization that you're with is failing you. I think that's a pretty honest assessment, but if he is growing, if he is having fun, but you're not happy with his playing time or he's not playing enough because he's just not playing well or whatever the reason, um, if you want to leave for that reason, that's on you. I told tell leaders of organizations all the time sorts of things like that. Where if if you're not developing, if the if the, the organization is not serving you or your family aren't having fun, your kids not being challenged, um, it, it, it's just not not he's not getting better at whatever sport he's playing. Then you have every right to leave, um, and the organization should understand that. Okay, we have probably failed that family, and they should look intrinsically at, and and they should look into themselves and and figure out you know why 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 are we failing that family why are we failing these people that are leaving Um, but if you're leaving because of ice time or you're leaving because you you're upset your kid has not made the team that you think your kid should be on if you're not trusting the coaches and the way they're evaluating tryouts and things like that and placing your kid on on the team that he's placed on if you don't like it then you know i always tell leaders organizations let those people go because those people don't understand that you're not as a coach you're not trying to make friends you're trying to do what's best for the kids so if your kid lands on a lesser team that's because he needs to develop in certain areas the coach is actually loving your kid really well you know and sometimes they parents can get in a way they can be a little short-sighted and they can get in a way of that so I think that's a that's a major thing I know that you know when future episodes on people like my my dad I'm gonna invite my dad to be on this podcast because I want him to speak into things like that 30, 30 plus years of coaching youth hockey and high school yeah. running into parents and, and also being a parent himself and dealing with my my journey I think it's uh I can provide a lot of clarity for a lot of people on how to handle situations like that you know my kid's not playing a lot and I think he should be, um, well, how do you handle that as a parent, um, without screaming at the director of the organization or the coach and making yourself look crazy? Um, I think that's a, a serious thing. I think USA hockey has been trying to figure out ways to calm parents down. Um, but I think if you have the right information, you will never end up being one of those parents. If you understand the scenario, you will never end up being one of those people and I'm going to, and before we move on to the next one, I know I'm long winded here, but, um, I always tell the coaches that I talk to, I learned, I learned this through, I don't remember who, who I learned this from, but if you're screaming as a coach during a game, especially in a hockey game, if you're screaming at the refs, if you're screaming in general, um, at, in a youth hockey environment, and I want coaches to take note, note of this because there's a lot of screamers out there. If you're screaming, you are announcing to everybody in the rink that you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea, nothing, you know, nothing about the game. And I think like that should be taken into consideration. So, I mean, there's been times when I, you know, i ex pro hockey player I'm, I'm coaching a 12 year old team, a peewee team and I'm like heated and I I really want to win. I want to help these kids. I want, I care for them. because I've seen the effort they put on the ice. And, and I want to scream at the ref and I'm like, Oh, okay, hold on. You, like scale it back. Cause I can look back at my pro career and be like, I remember that even at the pro level, when I had a coach screaming at the ref, he looked like an idiot. So now I'm going to do that at the peewee level. No. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would retain it. And a lot of people don't have that experience that, you know, I've, my playing experience to lean back on and look back on. And, and instead they you know, coaches I've played against are screaming at their players. They're screaming at the coach and just, everything's chaotic. And it's, that's not a fun environment for anybody to be in. So um, sorry for being <laughs> 10 minutes long winded there, but um, I think that's a, a very um, important thing to understand is coaches need to understand their job is to develop the player there. The parents need to understand the coach's job is to develop the player and let the coach do it. Trust them. If you got a problem with the coach, take it up or uh, have a calm conversation with whoever and voice your concerns. That's, that's what they're there for. And that's, they're going to handle it if they're the right people. Um, anything you want to add to that,
0: Martin? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, be patient too. Like uh, I think Jonathan might've mentioned this too, or you, you mentioned it once, but you know, if you're putting in the work and, and you're putting in the, and showing the results, yeah, you, you can quibble about ice time, but over the long term, you're going to get it. Like you're, you know, maybe you might be sliding a few minutes here or there, but you can't deny it for that long. So, um, you know, take some perseverance, especially if you're younger and, you know, you feel like, okay, each year you, you got to be at the next level to make it up the food chain. But, you know, if you're putting in the work and you're getting better, it's going to show off in the long term. So, so be patient.
1: Right. And I think you, you, that's perfect. It's the last bullet point of this conversation. It's a perfect lead into the, a perfect segue into to the second episode with Jonathan Taze um, is process versus outcome mindset. Um, When you're focused so much on the outcome or the results um, and you don't achieve those results, you're going to be frustrated. Whether you're a youth athlete, uh, a college athlete, or a professional athlete, you are going to get frustrated if you have a results-oriented mindset. Um, But if you are a process-oriented mindset, and you know what Jonathan Taze says it in our, in this next episode, he talks about the process, understanding the process of getting better is you have to be patient. You can set small little goals along the way and achieve those small little goals. And those little goals should lead up to the bigger goals. And if they don't, okay, maybe you get a little bit of a setback, but you don't get frustrated and you keep moving forward. Uh, have a short memory, learn from your, your mistakes and move forward. And I think as long as you have that process oriented mindset, um, you will be, you will move along your way. It it might not be again, like go back to the beginning of this uh, episode. You might not end up being a professional athlete. You might not be an Olympian, but you're going to learn some seriously valuable life skills along the way that you're going to be able to take into business relationships. Um, you name it, any, anything that you're going to need to rely on discipline and focus and, and determination and perseverance, um, understanding things like the process. And how do you grow as an individual is probably the most important um, parts uh, of, of a journey like this. So, yeah, I think that kind of wraps
0: up our first episode.
1: I think yeah, I'm um, excited here
0: now. There's <laughs> about 10 yeah, other topics. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about more about that, more about that. But that's what the rest of the season here is for. So, um, yeah, exactly. So, so what's uh, for for our listeners? Um, you know, we're just
1: going to lead you into the next episode, just come back. We got great. We got Jonathan Taves, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, one of my old teammates, one of the best leaders I've ever played with. Um, he talks about his youth hockey experience, his development as a, as a young athlete. Um, and it was just a good, good opportunity for me to catch up with one of my old buddies. So, um, come on back um, we'd be happy to have you if you have any questions um, or, or things that you'd like to be brought up in future episodes uh, feel free to comment um, on, on our social media pages um, be, uh, subscribe to our podcast and, and look on uh, or subscribe to uh, hammermedia.com comment there as well uh, Martin will relay he'll he'll get the questions and, and that helps us that helps us uh, bring up uh, more topics for the future and and it helps us serve you better. So um, we're really excited about this and hopefully you guys join us uh, on the next episode. Thanks for listening.